Welcome back, guys. I'm here today with a friend, Marina, um, and she is also my doctor, my osteo. And today is going to be a bit different. It's going to be a different episode where we talk about um, becoming a doctor, owning a business and specialising in pregnancy care. Mm-hmm. Thank you so much for joining us. Thanks for having me. Anytime. Um, so I wanted to kind of start on asking you about your education journey and what kind of inspired you to become an osteo? Mm. So I guess I just, like everyone, finished year 12, was like, what do I do with myself? Yeah. Um, and actually I wanted to be a speech pathologist. No way. Just so random. But I always wanted to be in that health health yeah. field. Um, but I remember being at a barbecue, like a family barbecue, and a family friend of ours was like, I'm an osteo and I work half days. And I was like, oh, my God. That sounds amazing. At 18, yeah. you're like, oh, that's perfect. Half day is perfect. And then I changed my preferences around. <laughs> no way. <laughs> From speech path to osteo as number one, I got in. And then amazing. that was it. Like I, I loved it. I didn't know much about it. Like a lot of people don't know. I didn't until an I started is. getting treated. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I loved it. The course was great. Made some great friends. and It's so good. Like uni life, I feel like. You really become yourself. Oh, yeah. Whereas school, it's kind of like, not that you're stuck with that friendship group, mm. but you're stuck with the same people for seven years. Mm. But at uni, you can actually pick your friends. Yeah. You meet new people. Yeah. yeah and everything good. at school is so like structured. Yeah. Whereas uni, you have a bit more of that flexibility to, you know, yeah. either go to class or not or, you know. And actually put in the work. So if you're interested, then you actually yeah. study. Yeah. 100%. I, I don't know about you, but in school, I wasn't a massive studier yeah I was oh okay so I was like complete opposite hated hated school yeah and then as soon as I got into my degree I was like oh I love it because yeah. this is what I'm actually passionate about yeah, yeah exactly and there's no point like going into a uni degree and hating it mm. you're just gonna hate your job and then yeah in that, that cycle which sucks yeah um did you have to treat people in uni yeah so I think it was second day or something like this mind you we're all 18 we get into this class full of students and our lecturer or teacher at the time was like all right everyone down to underwear and we were all like what do you mean mind you also coming from like a coptic background that's a bit (laughs) I know it's like what do you mean and um she pretty much was like well this is what the next five years of uni is going to be like because it's so practical there's there's just no point doing um, theory 24-7, like it has to be practical. Well, that's literally as soon as you finish, you can treat people. Yeah. So it makes sense. Yeah. And honestly, after that, like first week, you get so used to it. Like you just walk into class, tops are off. Um, you're treating each other, different bodies, men, women, like it's just. And yeah. just becomes like a vessel. Like you just have to touch, like you just treat the body. Yeah. It's not like, oh, yeah. This person's got a good body. It's like it's just a body. No, yeah, you don't even – you don't think about it like that at all. It's weird. Yeah. In the beginning you do because yeah. you're like, ooh, yeah, yeah. a boy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then it just becomes like – Work. A body. Yeah. 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 That's crazy. It is. Yeah, I've always thought like when I get treated by someone, are they – do they feel awkward touching me? Like no. that personal space boundary? No. I think if anything, it's maybe more awkward for the patient because they don't mm. do that on a daily. Yeah. Um, or, you know, maybe no one but your partner sees certain parts of your body and things yeah. like that. But 
no, for us, like we've just seen it all. We, everything, <laughs> the farts during treatment, everything. And you People just get so, you get so used to it. Yeah, it happens. Oh, I guess that's a compliment. They're relaxing. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I remember um, the first time Marina treated me. I was like obviously really scared because mm. I didn't know what the treatment was going to be like. You were in pain, right? So much. That pain. was like a bad. That was a really episode. bad episode. Yeah. yeah. And um, I just remember that the room was really dim and it was like just inviting. Mm. And I think that's something really cool about your business. It's like mm. it's a very comfortable space. Yeah. So yeah. I think you've done like that really good. Thank you. I think yeah. it's really important. Like you don't want to walk into. The thing is when you're getting an osteo treatment or a massage or whatever it is, you don't want to feel like you're walking into a hospital yeah, or like a GP clinic. It's very different. Yeah, You want to be relaxed and we need to know so much about you mm. and your history and things like that in order to be able to treat you well. Properly. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's really cool. Mm. Um, so there's like a few things that I've written down that mm-hmm. I will just go back and looking at. So once you finished your degree mm. – where was your mind at? Were you working at a clinic? Or yeah. Yeah? Yeah, yeah. So um, basically in my final year of uni, I interned all year at another clinic. Wow. And then they offered me a full-time position. So when I graduated, I worked there and I loved it there. That's Honestly, amazing. nothing but, but good things to say about that clinic. I loved it. Um, so I was there about it was three or four years oh wow that's so yeah. cool yeah and just gaining experience treating absolutely everyone and yeah. anyone yeah um and that's where I started to develop a little bit of interest in pregnancy and women's health and pelvic health and clinical pilates and that whole like realm of things so I loved it there and then COVID happened and then oh, I didn't yeah. know that's when the business opened yeah oh my gosh and I'm so lucky and my husband's so lucky that we got to work throughout all the lockdowns because we both work in healthcare. Oh my gosh! So you had some sense of normal. Yeah, we were both life. going to work every day. Like okay. no one was working from home. Nothing like that. Oh wow! It's just that we would come home and then not like, be able to go out. Yeah, or, yeah, exactly. But for us, we we're very lucky. Um, so I was still driving to that clinic, and that was about 45, 50 minutes away from home. Oh wow! So but I was got, loving the yeah, no traffic. Yeah. <laughs> it was so good. Um, but basically because all we could do in that time was just walk basically like after work um, we noticed this like office space that was for lease which you now know is the clinic and we were like oh should we shouldn't we like we're in oh, the middle of a pandemic this is how it started. yeah oh my gosh yeah we were just like oh it's such a good space so close to home blah 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 blah, blah. we looked at some of the competition in the area there wasn't much and one thing led to another and we spent the lockdowns just planning and consulting with fit out companies and builders and signed a lease and then hoped that when it was all done lockdown would be over and that's what happened so wow we were so lucky that was meant to be Mm -hmm. yeah how did you come up with the name oh the name is exceed health hub yep that's it it. um i don't know i definitely came up with it It was me. And if we ask Carl, will he say he came up? He'll with probably it? back me up on oh, that. Okay, yeah. Um, I actually don't know. It's a good it name. Just, we had it for so long. Like oh, I think really? even like a couple of years before all of that happened, like yeah. it was a thought. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's really awesome. So, yeah, we just wanted something that was like 
going beyond like exceeding health. Yeah. And then we didn't want to name it something with the word osteo in it because we didn't want to um, close Confined off. It. Yeah. yeah. So because it's definitely not just an osteo clinic. No. no. We do clinical Pilates. We have massage therapists, myotherapists. So yep. still all in the same ring. Yeah, exactly. But the yeah. clinical Pilates are really good as well. Yeah. And they're pretty intimate. So you have that time with, would you say, an instructor? Are yeah, you guys yeah, instructors yeah, yeah. as well as technically? Yeah, technically, yeah. we're all um, allied health practitioners. Yeah, but yeah, technically, clinical Pilates instructor. Yeah, yeah. So it's like there's one bed, but normally if you do it with two people, yeah, someone's doing something else on like the floor yeah. or what's that machine? The wonder chair. Yeah, the wonder chair. Yeah. yeah. Um. So yeah, it's pretty good. Yeah, two people max in a class, which is nice. It's nice and intimate because you can still ask questions if you're doing yeah. it correctly. Yeah, we were laughing a lot of the times oh in ours. <laughs> well, you were doing it with your sister, so, so it became like <laughs> that could have been a podcast in itself. I used to love like when I'd see that you guys were coming in for Pilates, I'd be like, yes, <laughs> you know, you'd have some laughs. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, so I guess when you start a business, it's mm. like not just as easy as finding the space and the planning. Yeah. What are some of the key challenges that you maybe came to see or mm. that you currently have? I guess in the beginning it was financial. Yeah, of course. Um, because I wanted to leave my job in order to give the new clinic 100%. Yeah, of course. I didn't think I could do like 50% there and 50% here. Because then you wouldn't give 50, you wouldn't give 100% to your exactly. business. Exactly. Yeah. Um, and for the first time having overheads like rent and insurances and all of these expenses that you have to pay every I month. I didn't even think of insurances. Yeah. Oh, that's just like one part of it. There's like electricity and and yeah. then we had to do the fit out itself. So when we leased the space, it was just an empty shell. Um, and so going through a fit out process, like building each wall yeah. and designing a reception desk and, and all of that, it's, it's not cheap. It's, it's cheaper to get into a space that's already got the fit out, some sort of layout. Yeah. Um, so financial was a big thing, but I'm very lucky to have a husband, <laughs> you know, and we just rely to Carl, <laughs> shout out to Carl for funding Exceed Health Hub. But um, that was a challenge. And then for the whole first year, I didn't pay myself. So we were wow. living off his income. Yeah. Marina. You have to. That's insane. Mm-hmm. Oh, my gosh. But and it was after COVID too. Yeah. Oh, yeah, my yeah. gosh. So we were like just scraping through. Um, but lucky for us, the business just built up so quickly. Like we haven't even been open for two years now. Our two years is coming up in I March. I would not have thought. Yeah. That's crazy. It's been amazing. So if you guys ever do get treated there, yeah. you would think the establishment's been there for like 15 plus years. It's so seamless. Thank you. I, I swear that. to God, I didn't know it was only two years old. Yeah, it's very fresh. Are you going to do a birthday party? We always do something. Okay. I don't know. Well, by something last year, we just had a balloon in reception <laughs> and it was just trading as normal. And everyone's like, happy birthday. Oh, that's cute. Um, We'll do... We'll do something. Yeah, we haven't really thought that far ahead because there's a lot happening in between. Yeah, I know. Um, So speaking of what's happening in between, (laughs) what's happening? Well, I'm 36 weeks pregnant at the moment, so I'm on maternity leave. Um, So, yeah, just trying to set up the business for me to step away. 
What does that actually mean though? Mm. You're on maternity leave, but mm. you're a business owner. Mm. Mm. Yeah, leave isn't exactly leave. I'm still in there probably every couple of days yeah. doing something. I'm Thank just not God treating. It's so close. Yeah. yeah, it's literally so close to home. So I just walk there. Um, there's just always something to do. Mm. Of course. Like, and yeah. I feel like you being an owner, like an employee would walk in a room and they would be like, okay, like this looks amazing. Mm. Like everything's perfect. Mm. You can walk in the exact same room and pick up like seven things yeah. that need to be done. Yeah. I'm yeah. Like, this isn't where this belongs. Yeah. And yeah. Yeah, but we have such a good team. So you like, do. I feel so lucky in that yeah. I could go on a two week holiday right now and, and everything would be fine. Yeah, yeah, they're just so good. Um, we're very, very lucky. So, yeah, at the moment it's just stock orders, training. We've got um some new staff coming on board, picking That's up exciting. some of my hours. Um, yeah, pays <laughs> doing pays things like that. So yeah. nothing too strenuous. Yeah. I stopped treating at 30 weeks. Okay. How did you pretty early? Yeah. How did you feel treating um, while pregnant? Like did it change the way you treated? I felt fine. Um, It changed a little bit in that I wouldn't do certain techniques where I'd have to lift a patient. Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah. Because there are some like manipulations where you literally lift the patient's body weight and you do a little crack. (laughs) Do a little crack. And so I wouldn't do any of that. Yeah. And actually it was so funny. Our remedial massage therapist, Nick, who's about to become an osteo, there was one day before I told anyone I was pregnant and we would just jump into each other's rooms when we're quiet and be like, can you do this? Can you do that? And he's I like, think that's the best thing ever. Oh, it's the best. Such a good work But also like you guys treat so many pa- patients during the day. Yeah. You need the treatment. Yeah. <laughs> oh, 100%. We all get treated so often. Um. But yeah, Nick came in and he's like, "Can you give me a quick lift? Like my back really needs it." Is that and when you lift them up? Like, yeah, literally. Okay, yeah. yeah. And he's a big guy, <laughs> and I was like, "Hmm, how can I get away with this?" So I pretended to do like a really bad one on him. Oh, and he's just looking at me like, "I know you're better than what this." What was that? <laughs> I was like, "I can do your neck though," <laughs> and then I just manipulated his neck. And then afterwards, when I told him um, that I'm pregnant, he was like makes so much sense I was like what happened to her (laughs) that's so funny um but yeah just adjusted a couple of things lucky for me I felt really really good touch wood knock on wood um (laughs) yeah for all of my pregnancy so I wasn't sick first trimester I was worried about that because it was like how am I gonna treat treat my patients and not feel well um, and because you treat pregnant women, mm. you would see such a wide range of pregnancies and like you would know a lot about pregnancy. So much. So you would know because I think it's you're like a psychologist as well <laughs> where like your patients would sit down on the bed and they would start opening up yeah. because they're vulnerable yeah. and it kind of just makes sense. Yeah. Um, I love it though. Yeah. And then you would hear like if someone has had been sick their first trimester mm. or whatever. So obviously like those are normal thoughts Yeah, to be like, how am I going to react to pregnancy? Yeah. I've seen it all like women with HG, so hyperemesis. And yeah. They come in and they really need a treatment, but they need the bin right next to them because they'll likely throw up. Yeah. Wow. Um, or, you know, you came in once and like could barely walk. <laughs> Literally. So 
I might talk about tell, how I yeah, even found out me. about Exceed Health Hub. So my husband, Angelus and Marina, they grew up together and they yeah. were best friends growing up. Yeah. So it's so sweet that we finally like oh, connected. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I was experiencing severe, severe pain mm. on my right side of my body, my lower back. And it came around week 12, week 13. Mm. And I had no clue what this pain was. And previously um, I saw a Cairo, one of my good friends, Rami, mm. and I've never seen an osteo. Um, but for some reason I was really scared about getting cracked while I was pregnant. Mm. Um, so I went on Google and I was looking up like pregnancy care mm. and Exceed Health came up as like one of the top ones. And then I was like, this sounds familiar. And then I went on, I think it was your Instagram or maybe I used to follow Martha. I've unfollowed yep. all like influencers <laughs> now because it actually gets a bit hard with Leon. Yeah. Um, like influencers that have babies. Like yeah, just, I'm just giving myself a break, yeah. but I actually yep. really love Martha's content. She's great. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I think she posted that she got treated by yes, you. Yes, she came to the clinic. Yep. And I remembered the name when I was on Google mm-hmm. and I was like, oh my God, I think that's Marina, like Angelos's old friend. Yeah. I think it's her clinic. And then I was reading your website um, about what pregnancy care you offer. Mm. And then I was like, you know what? I'm just going to book it. Hopefully it works. Yeah. And I remember walking in the clinic, um, greeted by a really beautiful smile and she was so <laughs> friendly. And I remember like not even being able to stand up straight. Mm. And I walked out feeling so, so much better. Yeah. Um, the next day or that night I was in a bit of pain, but you, you said that was normal. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and absolutely. you said just put heat on it and, yep. um, the next day I'd wake up feeling better. Yep. The next day I went to the gym and I felt so good. Yeah. 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 That was fun. And then I found out that apparently it's called pelvic girdle pain. Yes. Which who knew that was a thing? It's such a thing and it's so common. Um, Why pelvic girdle spoke? pain is like an umbrella term. Yeah. Okay. For... Pain throughout pregnancy in the hips, the pelvis, the sacrum. Um, so it can actually be other things. Like it can oh, be okay, yep. a dysfunction in your SIJ joint and I won't get too technical and stuff like that. But um, it's so common and it's because everything's shifting mm. plus the hormone relaxant, which I'm sure a lot of people have heard on, heard of. Um, but basically when you're pregnant, this hormone floods the body and it just allows your joints to expand to make way for baby. Yeah, makes sense. Um, but as as nice as that sounds, like expanding and stretching and all of that, it causes pain. Yeah. Because your joints are supposed to be stable. Okay. That's and then the role become- of joints is to be stable yeah. for your body. So once they're not stable, things just move differently. Your muscles act differently. Your ligaments are different. Um, yeah. And then basically you need to just, see an you're just in pain. Yeah. Which is so common and it, it sucks because a lot of people just put up with it yeah. for their whole pregnancy as well, which yeah, I you don't have to. Honestly, don't think I could have gotten through pregnancy without you. Mm. Like I was seeing you, I'm going to say minimum three times a week. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, with Pilates as well. Yeah. Yeah. I was like going in the clinic for either a treatment or Pilates. You were always in. I literally was. I spent my whole pregnancy there because it literally gave, that was the only thing that made me feel really good afterwards. Yeah. yeah. Like getting into a pool makes me feel really good. Yeah. Um, like when I was pregnant, like it, it relieves like the heaviness. So good. But the other thing that I was treating was, yeah, going to get 
treatments. Yeah, yeah. But you were really committed as well. Yeah, and I think that's really important yeah. for when you're delivering. Would you agree? hundred percent. Yeah. So much of what we do, particularly towards the later stage, mostly in Pilates, I'd say. Yeah. Uh, but in treatment too is birth prep. Yeah. Make sure your hips are aligned. Mm. Like I didn't realise how important – I didn't even know your hips could go out of the line. Like you just yeah. think that they're straight, you know? Yeah. Well, there's discrepancies and yeah. sometimes you're stronger on one side or you favour one side. Yeah. And then you'd be surprised in labour if you're pushing how that actually affects things. Yeah. Like you're just one side's working better than the other. Yeah. Um. So that's the stuff you need to work on during pregnancy to yeah. just ensure, if you can, the safest and kind of – smoothest delivery that you can and also like pelvic floor health Mm. I did not realize (laughs) how important it was and thank god I found out early because I gave natural birth as you know yeah um and I don't I think it's purely because of how much pelvic floor like workouts and stuff yeah I had an overactive pelvic floor yeah so I had yeah so I had to make sure that I wasn't overworking it yeah when I was pregnant but as you said your muscles relax so I feel like I didn't do too too much or too little yeah and I kind of kept it in a stable way yeah well you for you personally you didn't really need to work on strengthening your pelvic floor yeah because your strength was there yeah. It was more the relaxation component, which is just as important yeah. in labour. And no one you tells you relax. that. <laughs> Literally, you need to relax your pelvic yeah. floor in order to be able to push out yes. your baby. Where the strong pelvic floor um, is important is your recovery oh. a lot of the time. Okay. Yeah. So it's not the actual labour. Yeah. Um, I mean, you want to be midline for everything. You want everything to work as it's supposed to. Um, but so many people put such a focus on having a strong pelvic floor and then they get overactive mm. because it's a muscle you're just training it yeah um and then they just can't relax because when you contract your pelvic floor you're lifting you're lifting up towards your head oh yeah that makes so much sense and, and so how's that going to work with with pushing, pushing a out a baby out? Yeah, yeah it doesn't make sense yeah yeah it's interesting um, isn't it <laughs> After I delivered Leon, mm. I was like really worried like if my if anything happened with my pelvic floor, like in yeah. the sense like am I going to pee myself when I run or because you hear these stories where mm. women go for runs after and they like pee or they'll just be walking and like yeah. a bit of pee comes out. Yeah. I was like not even a week postpartum, so obviously very early. Yeah. Um, and mind you, my – postpartum was obviously very different mm. but I remember my sister made me laugh at something <laughs> and I was I was like stop you're making me pee <laughs> I got so scared from that moment because I'm like oh my god does this mean like I've ruined my pelvic floor well I mean your pelvic floor goes through so much trauma when a baby's pushed out um, but I'm, I'm glad to tell you, my doctor, that six weeks after, and I did my first run, I did not pee and I was fine. Amazing. Yeah. Good. Which is, that's amazing That's for actually women. really good. Yeah. yeah. Cause it's so common. So common. Um, I remember when I was studying my pelvic floor, um, pelvic health course, cause I do internal exams and stuff like that at the clinic as yeah. well. Um, 
but I was explaining to my mum like what pelvic health is and stuff and I was like you know like when people women particularly like pee themselves and she was like that's normal oh <laughs> like, that's just a that part generation. of it I know oh, that actually makes me just want to hug them like, I know and that's the thing like so many particularly that generation are like it's just that's it's normal part life. of it yeah. like you've pushed a baby out I'm like wow. but it's not normal and then that's where that yeah. sort of like education needs to come in oh 100 percent. yeah yeah if I didn't know any if I didn't get treated around the 12 13 mark mm. I don't think I would have learned this much yeah to help me recover after childbirth yeah and I, think, I remember you saying to me um after everything happened with Leon you were saying like labor was so good yeah I, I loved best, it and yeah. I had the best labor and I was just like, that is so nice to hear, obviously. Literally. Yeah. And four pushes exactly. and two breaths and he was delivered. Yeah. Like, and I was really shocked because I only had a um, – they classified it a second-degree tear, but it was only two centimetres. Yeah, that's nothing. Which is tiny. And mm. it was internal and they did like a t- – they were like, we could leave it or we yeah. could stitch it. Yeah. And um, that's how you know it's not yeah. a big deal. And then I was like, I don't know like what do you recommend and mm. they're like we'll just stitch it so then there's no chance of anything going wrong yeah um but I didn't even feel the stitches didn't see the stitches That's nothing great. but I don't think that would have happened if I didn't actively um throughout my pregnancy and before my pregnancy I was working out a lot but I think yeah. it was very different my workouts when I got pregnant yes um to the point where I had no ab separation mm. because I think I was listening to you <laughs> On the Pilates machine on how to do the exercises properly. Life. <laughs> I still stuff up the breathing. So Pilates, you breathe differently from weight training. Yeah, yeah, it's the opposite. And I've been weight training for a while. Mm-hmm. So I would always breathe the opposite way. Marina's like, no, the other way. You're doing it wrong. And then I'd just give up and I'd be like, hey, at least she's breathing. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> she's got breaths happening. Good times. Good Have times. you been training yourself? Um, I've been doing some clinical Pilates. Yeah. I'm, I will admit I've slacked off a little bit. Yeah, but bit. like when you get this heavy, it's, yeah. It's and it's <laughs> like the middle of summer. Yeah. And look, we have aircon in there. It's fine. It's all excuses. But it's just, I just want to like lay on the couch under the aircon. Get the rest. And yeah. do nothing. But I have been walking a lot. Okay, that's So I'm good. trying to get that in in the morning before it gets too hot. Yeah. Um, yeah, so maybe every couple of days I'll go for like a big walk. Yeah. And I've found that that has been so beneficial. Yeah, like just good. moving. The just days moving. that I don't move, do you feel, I feel like shocking? You get, do you get stiff? Yeah, yeah. It's mostly in like the ribs and the mid back. Yeah, I'm just like, oh. Yeah. And it's just better for your mental health. Like you just get hundred percent. Yes, yeah, makes I, all the difference. I can't like agree more. Like I feel like once mm. you move your body, even if you're feeling shit and you don't want to move your body, yeah. As soon as you move it, you're like, oh. Why didn't I do this earlier? Yeah. It feels so much better. And like you said, going to the pools. Yeah. Have you been going? It feels so nice. Yeah, I've only been once. Okay. <laughs> Call me when you go. I, I really know. like going to the pools. We were saying, do you remember yeah. when we were saying, we were like, we need to go together. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you feel amazing. Like just getting in the pool, all that weight comes off. You know, when you go to get out of the pool. <gasps> no. I've nearly stacked it. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. You times. actually have to hold on to the rails yeah. because the heaviness just comes straight back it's to you. so weird. Yeah. Have you swam in the ocean being pregnant? Because I didn't get an no. opportunity. No. Yeah. I, ha- I can't, we can't be bothered driving to the beach, to be honest. <gasps> I'm like, I'm nervous. I was, I was nervous getting in the water mm. pregnant at the beach. And I don't know why. It sounds silly. 
Mm. But I feel like it would be better than chlorine. But I don't know. In my mind, I'm like, oh, what happens if it's dirty? I don't know. I feel it's like weird. it's fine regardless. Yeah, it is. I think we worry so much about like infection and stuff like that when we're pregnant. Yeah. But there's mechanisms in the body to, yeah. to See, stop this is you. the doctor's um, <laughs> you know, stop point of me view. a doctor. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just, you know, I appreciate. No, that's nice. <laughs> um. What's probably the hardest thing about treating in general, like not pregnant or pregnant? Mm. Like how do you – how does your body feel? Because like your body goes through a lot when you're actually treating. Yeah. I think in the beginning it's really hard because it's like kind of taking on a new exercise essentially. Yeah. Because it's very physical. Um, But so much of what we learn at uni and through other courses is how to look after your own body. So a lot of the time – it might feel like we're putting in a lot of pressure but mm. really I'm just resting my body weight on you. Yeah. Like okay. I'm not actually putting in any effort. Okay. Yeah. It so there's really feels like a lot. Yeah, okay. Techniques and like having the, the table at a certain height makes all the difference. If it's too low, I will hurt my back, you know, things like that. So you just learn to adapt um, and then like any sort of training, your body gets used to it. Yeah. I don't get sore from training anymore. Oh, thank God. I used to. Yeah. I used to, my hands used to hurt, my forearms. I had a shoulder thing in my first year out. Oh, wow. And it was like, how am I going to do this forever? But then you you get used to it and you have to put in work at the gym and work yeah. whatever you choose to do to just ensure that you're strong. Um, yeah. So it's yeah, not that's too good. bad, to yeah. be honest. Um, I know th- this is going to be like a sensitive question. Mm. Oh, how did you – obviously – I can understand that you were really like sad when you heard about Leon, mm. but because you were also pregnant, mm. how were you? How did you cope when you heard about Leon? It was so sad. Like I woke up that morning and was just in bed. Yeah, like, I know. I posted I, on Instagram. It was like, like first thing in the morning. Yeah, I know. And I was like, <gasps> and my husband was like, "What?" And I was like, "No," because originally you, you posted it on your story, and yeah. I think it was was it his hand or his foot? Yeah, or something his like hand. That? Yeah. And immediate and thought the blanket. is she had the baby. She had the baby. Yeah. But then when you actually read your caption, yeah, I was like, oh, my heart just dropped. Yeah. And to be honest, you're not the first of patients I've treated. That see, this is crazy to me. Yeah, it's hap- it's happened so much. Um, and sometimes before they come and see me, like we'll go through history and they'll oh, wow. tell me they had a stillborn. Um, and then sometimes it's as normal. We're treating as normal, and then delivery date is approaching. And then you always expect as a pregnancy osteo, you get that photo or Mm. whatever, you get the news that, you know, the baby's here, but sometimes the news is that it's stillborn. Um, So it's happened a few times now. But I think because we have like a little bit of a personal connection, it was just so heartbreaking. And uh, I can't remember where I was in my pregnancy at that point, but maybe like halfway through. Yeah, I think you and Nadia are very close with dates, right? Yeah. Yes, so she, Nadia, 10th of Jan. 10th of Jan is 40 weeks for Nadia. Yeah, so I'm 10th of Feb. Okay, yeah. So we're like exactly a month. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, when you hear that stuff, you can't help but think like, oh, this can happen to anyone, this could be me. Like, Literally, like, when when me and Ange, like, first posted that mm. or, like, no, actually, before before I even delivered him and we found out his heart stopped, 
this is going to sound really stupid, but mm. my mind went straight to all the pregnant women I know in my life mm. and I was like, I don't want them to know because it's more like a protecting mechanism. Yeah. Like I don't want the bad news to get to them and like stuff with their mind yeah. or like I don't want to affect them in any way. Yeah. And then when I did post it, I'm not going to lie, like I thought of you, I thought of my mm. – uh, I have four other friends that are pregnant mm. um, and obviously my sister. Yeah. And I was like, I just don't want to affect – I don't want this to affect them yeah. and their pregnancies. I think it depends so much on the person yeah. as well. And because you're in a health field, um, yeah. It doesn't um, – like You not know the reality yeah. that you, you've seen other patients go yes. through this. Yeah. Which like obviously is a horrible thing but absolutely, I was really scared. Yeah. Yeah. And that's I think that's a normal feeling. Yeah. It's like when people are going through – um, fertility struggles oh. and they're like, I don't want to tell this pregnant friend of mine or because I don't want yeah. them to feel bad and all of that. Like we're always thinking about other people. Oh, but. 100%. I think it's – I've noticed recently like a lot of people have been announcing their pregnancies mm. um, and not that mean and struggled to conceive, Leon, but it's not hard to see. Like you're so happy for them. Yeah. But it just – it's another reminder of what you want. 100%. If that makes any yep. sense without any envy or any jealousy. No. It's just um, I think the world just needs to be more open about, I don't know, our struggles so then yep. people don't feel alone. Yeah. And I see that happening more now. Yeah. It's like nice. People are posting their, um, you know, they're like when they're doing their pregnancy announcements, they're doing like a reel of all of their IVF journey at the same I time. Saw, yes. I'm seeing that so much, yeah. which is so nice because previously they would have just posted the, the we're pregnant yeah, thing, yeah. you know. Yeah. So people are being like more open, open about it. Yeah. And even like you guys doing this podcast, it's so good. I'm sure it's helped so many people. Yeah. It's, it's really hard. Mm being vulnerable and mm. like actually sharing but we were like if we stop this when like we're not honoring him in yeah. the sense of helping other people like yeah. his whole purpose or our purpose for him is yeah. to help someone else yeah and how many people know his name know. you know like I think it's so nice and I remember when you came in for your first treatment after everything happened and I was like you know I need to ask you yeah. some questions like for the health purpose here um, but share with me whatever you want to share. And you were like, no, it helps me to yeah. actually talk about it. No, oh, great. yeah, this was before I recorded the podcast. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 You probably were probably – you actually were probably one of the first people I told about my delivery. Yeah. Yeah. Which makes sense. Yeah. And it was so interesting because it was such a positive delivery in one way. It, no, 100%. But I can't – So sad. Yeah. I can't fault my – the actual birth – Take away everything else, the actual birth, just mm. medically, mm. was textbook perfect. Mm. Yeah, you were like, you've got this. Yeah, I, <laughs> anyone that needs to talk about birth, come to me because yeah. I'm such an advocate, one, for the gas, two, yeah. for the epidural, but also like <laughs> it was just really good. Yeah. Mm. Now that you're getting closer, yes. how are you going with, um, you know, the idea of birth? Good, good. I yeah. think I'm like at a good level of educated. Good. You know your interventions. Yep. You know what they're used yep. for. Yep. yep. We know Did you what... do the birth class? We did at the hospital. Okay. Were you scared after the birth class no. or were you okay? I felt so much better. Okay. We're completely different. Really? After I did the birth class, yep. 
I was like, the less is more. I don't want to know what forceps look like. Leave me alone. Oh, actually, that was a bit of a shock seeing what the forceps actually look like. And the clinking? Yeah. Go away. They're so long. (laughs) Go away. Yeah, I feel like we didn't need to see that. Yeah, they didn't need to show us. No, and like pass it around the class. (laughs) They did that to us too. I'm like, I don't want to hold these. You're like, ew. Um, I actually felt better and so did my husband. That's good. Before that, I just felt not like anxious about it but just like oh I really like it's so foreign when you haven't been through it but coming from the medical field it makes sense that once you knew all the interventions and what they used yeah kind of like made more sense the more info the better yeah and even just um the information around how far epidurals have come in the past like 10 years say did you know they're mixed yeah okay so I only found this out very recently, mm. like in Nadi's delivery. I think delivery. I found, it in, found out in the course, so maybe. Oh, no, just, they didn't mention it to us. Oh, really? Yeah. So like, mm. I don't know the actual drug term, but oh, it's like either. it's mixed with, it's two drugs mm. that they mix together rather mm. than using the one that fully blocks you. Yeah. It's like and, a cocktail. Yeah. And, I did, and it's a lower dose of two of the drugs that yeah. work together. Yeah. Whereas previously, like back in the day when, Mm. our mums would have had an epidural it was like more of a complete block completely I think it was from like chest down yeah yeah um and I think now they only use that when you need a spinal block and that's like c-section vibes yeah yeah exactly but the epidural like I could move my legs yeah which you know back in the day you hear your mum talk about like Mm. when they got an epidural and she's like I couldn't feel anything from my toe to like Mm. my chest so it's definitely changed yeah developed yeah and that's what I like loved learning about because yeah. I'm personally all for the medical interventions 100%. and the, the drugs and stuff yeah. if you need it. Um, but yeah, just hearing that you can still birth on your side if you want yeah. whilst you've had an epidural. And or you can do all fours. Yeah, if, you, if, if you're you, strong if you're, enough yeah. for it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I, I thought it was great and we're feeling good about yeah, it. Good. It's scary, but it's like Birth is exciting. so good. Yeah. It's like such an empowering thing yeah. a woman can go through yeah yeah and doesn't matter how you birth your child mm. oh either way is still birth yeah um and take the time for recovery yeah definitely yeah i think that's really important yeah. i think in this day and age we all try and jump back into bouncing back and all yeah. of that really really quickly but you'll be very surprised how quickly your uterus or like your body kind of like goes back to its natural mm self yep it's only yep. like the extra few kgs like i'm still trying to lose <laughs> well i'm always surprised when women come in for like their postpartum checks and stuff at like four to six weeks oh yeah yeah because you saw me i think six four weeks after yeah i think yeah. so um and they just just look like they were never pregnant you're no. just like oh look at that <laughs> yeah i think it's more of a fear that the old the old days they like they but the thing is like my mum, I can only talk from my like mum yep. and my, you know, that generation. Mm. She would just eat potatoes <laughs> and like really indulge in pregnancy. Yeah. Oh, and it was the, really the, the whole thought of I'm eating for two. Yeah. It's like, no. Yep. <laughs> You're not eating for two. Uh, I know. My mum still calls me every day and is like, what have you eaten? Have you eaten more? Eat more, eat more. And it's it's cute. It is so cute. But you don't actually need to eat that much. <laughs> By all means, indulge if you want to. Oh, yeah. Have the days. I have my sweets every day. Yeah. Like, yeah, I indulge. But yeah. you don't need to force it as yeah, well. Yeah, yeah. You don't need to force the fact that you're going to eat into a food coma. Exactly. Mum's like, I would have a nap a de- a- every day 
should have a nap at one o'clock after she ate lunch. And I'm like, do you think you ate too much? <laughs> and it was always the same thing, fried potatoes. Oh, I know. Oh, sorry. I'm talking about that's my weakness in, in front of pregnancy. <laughs> so more salty. Yes, definitely. Yeah. I like first trimester like was off sweets. Okay. And I'm such a sweet tooth. You know, they say, I don't know if this boy is true. Thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's a boy thing. Yeah. They do say that. Did you know, like, did you have a gut feeling you were pregnant with a boy? hundred percent. Me too. Yeah. It's weird. Yeah. I was like, it's a boy. Yeah. And I uh, secretly wanted a boy, but I didn't too. want to admit it because I just wanted a healthy baby. Yeah. So I was like, no, 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 I'm not going to have a preference. Yeah. But then when I found out it was a boy, I was like, yes, like, this is the best day ever. Yeah. <laughs> I want to be a boy mom. <laughs> yeah. No, I was exactly the same. Like you just have a feeling, I think sometimes. And did Carl have a feeling? Yeah. But he changed it last minute. Oh, okay. But I think it was one of those cases where he really wanted a boy and he... Wanted to change his mindset in case it... Yeah, he was trying to avoid like disappointment or something. (laughs) And he sort of like convinced himself it was a girl. (laughs) Oh, guys are funny. Yeah. Yeah. So weird. (laughs) Um, So what's next for you? Obviously, um, you are a mum and motherhood is on the cards. Yes. Four weeks to go. Under four weeks now. Um, what? What's going on? I don't know. Oh, I think I was just playing one of your episodes on Spotify. Oh my god! <laughs> you can tell what I was listening to. That's love. I was like, that's Ange's voice. <laughs> I know. I was like, hello, hello. That's Ange. <laughs> I didn't realize I touched my phone. Um, what's next? What's yeah. next? Motherhood. Navigating business, yeah, yeah. balancing things. Navigating being a mum. Yeah, yeah, I think that that's obviously is, the biggest yeah. the biggest thing. And yeah. um yeah, just having our little family and mm. we'll see how it goes. I don't know. There's just so much unknown. Yeah. That I don't want to put like don't put any pressure, pressure. or expectations on no. anything. I know we're gonna have sleepless nights as everyone likes to Yeah to tell you before you give birth. <laughs> I feel unaware. as though those comments are a bit outdated now. I know. I feel like we don't need to tell parents they're going to have sleepless nights. Yep. They know babies wake up every three hours. Yeah. They know babies cry. Yep. Um, it's part of it. It is part of it. And, you know, when you're thinking of starting a family, you're obviously preparing yourself for that. Yeah. Yeah, so, exactly. Yeah. So. And yeah. even if they're crying or they're, you're having a sleepless night, just know the next day, you know, can be a better day. Yeah. One yeah. day at a time, I think. One day at a time. the yeah. motto. Definitely. Even one hour at a time. I know a lot of mm. um, people close to me, they're like, I can't think too much about t- tomorrow. Yeah. Like I just need to think about today, yeah. like in the early newborn stages. Because mm. um, I think it can get overwhelming. Like if you're thinking it, of a chunk of time, yeah, you're like, this is never going to end. It's even like in during pregnancy. Yeah, Like if you're having a tough time during pregnancy and you're thinking – oh, my God, I have seven months left of this. Yeah. That's going to overwhelm you. But if you're just well, one even day recovery time, from a surgery. Yeah. You know, like the first two or three days, it's like you're in the worst amount mm. of pain. You know, you're stuck indoors mm. and you don't know. You can't see the end. Yeah. But then every day you you tend to get a bit better. Yeah. Yep. Eat a bit more. Mm-hmm. Go outside for yeah. the first time. And then, you know, yeah. you see the sun. There's always light at the end of the tunnel. Yeah. 
Um, I reckon we've done a really good job. Awesome. Thank you so much for coming on. Thanks for having me. And next time you're probably on the podcast, we'll have the little baby boy. We'll chat postpartum. Yes. Thank you so much. (laughs) See you guys. Bye, guys.